Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. We are going to find out why the ultra wealthy are even on edge about the economy and what steps you might want to consider taking to better guard your 401k and nest egg. Connect at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike, I mentioned that Steve is kind of our phone guru. I need an official name for him one day. I don't know what to call him exactly. Guru is kind of a, I mean, it's a term. I mean, I think of him in a, like a yoga studio somewhere doing. He's kind of got guru glasses on, if you think about it. When you use the word guru, but he's not sitting there sort of, you know, cross legs with his hands together answering the phone. He is a fairly There's not like incense burning everywhere or anything like that, but... (laughs) He's, um, yeah, but he's got lots of phones in front of him. He's taking calls, and, and he is, to your point, a very, very nice guy and very personable. And uh, he knows about what we do and how we do it. And he's, he's just a great first introduction to people when they call in and want to maybe sit down with us or know more about the company. We also are all good friends working together at Talon Wealth. And he was telling me the other day, Steve was, about a gentleman that called in recently who likes his advisor, but he started paying more attention and has seen that his portfolio is down about $80,000 this year, and it's got him feeling a little nervous. One comment particularly stood out to me, Mike. It was something to the effect of, I've been working hard to make money. The advisor, he's supposed to be handling the rest. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got a point. He called because he's seeking a fresh perspective. He's not sure if he's missing something or if this really is the best performance any advisor out there could make happen in this current climate. So where I come from when it comes to advisors and, you know, the industry in itself, I I, I want to believe that every advisor has their client's best interest at heart. I mean, I, I know deep down inside that's not necessarily the case, but... Anytime I hear a story like this, I, I think that most advisors, I hope that most advisors are working in the best interest of their client. But a story that I tell pretty much anytime that I meet somebody for the first time, and I'm trying to explain who we are, what we do, you know, what was the genesis of Talon Wealth Management, and why did I start the company 20 plus years ago? And the reason that, that we really did all of it was just a frustration with the industry itself. And so... One of the beliefs that I personally have, you know, it's it's a view where we believe most people want to do the right thing, but mm-hmm. there are lots of great advisors out there. Sometimes they, I don't, again, a lot of the time, but I'm going to say sometimes because I'm optimistic, but they work with companies that maybe the business plan of that company might not be in the best interest of the client. And so what happens in in our industry, financial services, just like any other industry, is you study, you go to school, you get some credentials, you go to work for a company, the company wants you to continue working with them for a long time. Advisors, just like any other industry, they become a product of their environment. And if the environment is a large bank or a company where their motto is, hey, just build diversified portfolios for people, and when things get bad, convince them to hang in there because eventually things will get better, then that's what the advisor reiterates to clients, and that's what they reiterate to prospects. And so mm-hmm. this call that Steve took the other day, in my mind, would be an example of that. So working with an advisor, they're down about $80,000. Now, of course, you know I'm a math guy, so 80000 to me is a percentage of whatever their total portfolio value is. So 80000 is a big number, but it's still a percentage. So I would take it back to a percentage, and I'd say that I, in the past several months, I have 
personally talked to a lot of people that are down 20, even over 30% in their portfolios. And the frustration that they're feeling is, well, hey, listen, we all felt like, not everybody, but we felt like, hey, maybe this year wouldn't be that great. Maybe there would be volatility. They don't like that the advisor wasn't more proactive. They don't like that the, the advisor didn't reach out to them and say, hey, listen, maybe we should make some changes to your portfolio. They don't like that when the advisor wasn't calling them, they had to call their advisor. And then when they called the advisor, the advisor was just telling them to hang in there. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, when you go back and you look at business models for a lot of these companies that are out there, that is the business model. It's much easier, Kristen, for a firm, whether it's a small firm or a big firm, it's much easier for them to, to sit down with somebody initially, go over their risk tolerances and everything, and come up with this idea of a portfolio. And it's easier for them to identify you as a conservative investor or a moderate investor or an aggressive investor, and then put you into their version of a diversified portfolio based on your risk tolerance, and then just leave you there. Because think about it, if, if they aren't just leaving you there, they actually have to be more proactive. They have to take action. If they think mm -hmm. markets are going to go down, they need to make changes to portfolios. If they think markets are going to go up, they need to make changes to portfolios. So unfortunately, a huge part of the industry is based on not so much a long-term relationship on markets going up and down. So many people are out there working with advisors based on the initial conversation where they identify themselves as a particular type of an investor they got put into that company's version of a diversified portfolio based on risk tolerance. And then when things get rough, they just say, well, hey, hang in there. And that's just not what we're about, right? I mean, we're making lots of changes to portfolios. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not always going to make the right change, but we do understand who our clients are. Our clients are typically people that are retired or close to it. They want the highest return they can get. They're not willing to take a lot of risk to get those returns. So... Are we going to be on the on the correct side of the market all the time? Probably not, because nobody has a crystal ball. But are we, as fiduciaries, working in the best interest of our clients? Yes. Are we making changes to portfolios? Yes. Do we make changes this year? We did. And a lot of other firms mm -hmm. didn't. We did pull back out of more aggressive investments. We got very, very conservative. We did change to alternative portfolios that are designed to make money if markets are going down. We do think, even though here lately... I think we're getting a little bit of a uh, what's called a bull market rally. So markets can be up in, in sort of bad times. But we still think that overall, the Fed is going to come in and do literally what their job is. Their job is to bring inflation down. And they've got this big hammer and it's just interest rates. And as they raise rates, I don't think we're going to get a soft landing. So I think the economy is going to get hurt. But looking at all of that, I think there are a lot of people out there they thought they had active management or they don't, or they're sitting in their 401k or retirement plan at work. They certainly don't have it there. Maybe they just want to explore what it's like and what it might do for them. That's what the comprehensive financial plan is all about. It's the analysis. It's the planning. If you feel like we'll provide value, then you might want to work with us. If not, that's okay too. Even the ultra-rich are on edge about the economy now. Jeff Bezos, of course, one of the wealthiest people on the planet, he says he's focused on a recession. He retweeted a video of Goldman Sachs CEO saying that there was a good chance of a recession on the horizon. And Bezos commented, yep, the possibilities in this economy tell you to batten down the hatches. So, Mike, how should investors listening batten down the hatches for a possible economic storm? Or is this a bit extreme? 
Well, I don't think it's extreme. I mean, <laughs> we keep redefining what a recession is right here lately. True. And it's obviously political. So, well, to me, it's political. Maybe it's not obviously political. But I, I think that when it comes to managing money for clients, regardless of politics, we have to take that out of the picture unless it's it's in the picture, right? So I'm not going to make the economy or anything about elections or midterms. We just have to look at what is actually going on. And the reality is there has been trillions and trillions of dollars pumped into an economy that is artificially inflated. Certainly the stock market, certainly housing. There's too much money in the economy. And every time we hear good news, it's not good news to the Fed, right? Mm -hmm. So if earnings for corporations are high, the Fed is looking at that going, well, that's not going to bring down inflation. When the unemployment number goes lower, right? So we can brag about how many people are working and how many have jobs and how tough the labor force is in terms of like hiring new people. That is not good for inflation. And all you have to do, and, and you know, Kristen, I, I, I travel a little bit. So I spend mm -hmm. some time on the East Coast and the West Coast and I, I'm out there. I don't see people cutting back. So it's really nice to see people not cutting back. The Fed doesn't like the fact that people aren't cutting back. And so there's an old saying, don't fight the Fed. Hmm. And the Fed, again, has this very, very blunt tool in its interest rates. And they don't want inflation. It hasn't been going down. It's been going up. So the last number was 8.5, right up, for like, up from like 8.1. The more people that are employed, the more people that are spending money, and the more people that aren't cutting back on their lifestyle is not good for inflation. That sounds really terrible. But the Fed is going to bring it down. And the only way they can bring it down is interest rates. And as they raise interest rates, I think we can see what's happened in the housing market. You know, now you could get a house for around a 3% you know, mm -hmm. right, interest rate on your loan. Now it's around 7 So that has absolutely tanked, right? I wouldn't want to be a realtor right now because right. it's hard to sell a home. That eventually makes its way into the economy and the stock market and everything else. So we think markets are going to come down. We think the economy is going to slow down. And we think the Fed is going to be the reason, right? It's not the workforce. So in your portfolio, maybe you've gotten beaten up. But I think there could be as much as, a, you know, I'm an optimist. But right now I'm not. I think there could be as much as another 20% to the downside. So we want to protect clients from that. The kind of insight you want to hear from a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, make sure that they are realistic and paying attention to the numbers and boiling it down for what it means for your bottom line. Interact with the show and get some more details. Maybe request that comprehensive financial plan at guardingyournestegg.com. We've talked about how, and you listening may have heard, that if you draw Social Security, guess what? You're receiving the biggest boost in four decades next year. The new cost of living adjustment should lift the average retiree's benefit by over 140 bucks a month, which could be great news for your bottom line, all thanks to that evil inflation. But speaking of Social Security, Mike, for many years, we've heard that we should wait as long as we can to draw benefits so that we ultimately bring in more in the long run. However, there was an article from MoneyWise that you and I both glanced at before today's show saying that there are good reasons to start taking your benefits as soon as you can. I want to mention these, and I'd love your thoughts, because we always hear waiting is better. But anyway, they say take it as soon as you can, because that income could help manage unexpected medical bills if health concerns arise. 
And ideally, you'd pay off all debts before you decide to retire, but your Social Security money could help you wipe out credit card balances if need be. And finally, if your spouse claims full benefits at retirement age, you can then claim 50% of their benefits. So if that's more than 100% of your income, you might as well go ahead and start enjoying it. Now, that last one I like the sound of a little bit. <laughs> start enjoying it. The spouse part? No. Yeah. Well, I do need a spouse. That is true. I was going to say, like, come on, Kristen. What are we do here? This, uh... <laughs> We're being matter of fact. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> All right, I just threw you into the bus. Um, All good. Anyway, fast forward to your question and concerns. So I think my biggest concern when it comes to the Social Security component is we want everybody to be able to maximize their Social Security benefits. But you've heard me say this before, Kristen. I don't like the marketing around Social Security. Mm -hmm. So we work in an industry where if you are of retirement age, you literally have a bullseye on your back, right? There's a target and it doesn't yep. matter who you are or uh, who you work for or how much money you have saved for retirement. Every single financial institution out there wants to talk to you about the amount of money you have set aside for retirement. Right now we're being bombarded with commercials about things like Medicare, right? Mm, Medicare supplements, open Medicare, yeah. Yeah, open enrollment. The competition aspect of companies competing for your business, frankly, is, is really confusing. And I don't like how they use scare tactics mm -hmm. to try to get literally their phone to ring, hmm. right? So it's kind of like, it. well, if you don't do this, then, oh, my gosh, you know. This, you this could really, lose out really, on. Oh, you'll lose out and all these terrible things can happen to you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so we're talking about Social Security right now. A part of it is that. And so the idea is, well, I think most people realize that if you wait longer to take Social Security, your benefit is higher. Mm -hmm. And then there's this idea that um, from a marketing standpoint, and we don't do it on our radio show, but lots of companies do it. It's like, well, come sit down with us. We'll show you how to maximize your Social Security benefit. And I always find that comment to be really, really interesting because for somebody to show you how to maximize your Social Security benefit, they literally have to sit down and have a conversation with God and determine exactly when you're going to pass comment, away. But you got a point there, my friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if somebody came to me and they told me they were going to maximize my Social Security benefit, I'd be like, oh, great. So you know exactly when I'm going to pass away? Because I don't know if I want to know or not. You know, and then why it turns you know? into, <laughs> Yeah. So then it turns into, do you really want to know exactly when you're going to pass away or not? Like, personally, I wouldn't. I want right. it to be a surprise. So to me, it's, it's just so ridiculous mm -hmm. that somebody's going to come in and maximize your Social Security benefits because nobody knows how long you're going to live. So, so it's an assumption. And so when it comes to planning, we're going to build a comprehensive financial plan based on your specific needs. Now, I, don't, I have no idea how long you're going to live. No, personally, we hope our clients live as long as possible. But sometimes somebody will come in and say, well, listen, I have this pre-existing condition or my family doesn't this. There is no blanket approach to this type of planning. What listeners need to know is what the options are and have somebody walk them through the options. Not somebody who's going to say, well, hey, listen, I'm going to maximize your retirement when it comes to Social Security because 
they don't have the answers. Nobody has the answers. And so I think what I want everybody to understand is like, listen, we are a fee-only fiduciary firm. Our job is to sit down with you, take a look at where you're at, compare where you're at to what we're doing. If what we're doing is better than what you're doing, meaning maybe we have higher rates of return, maybe uh, we have fewer fees, maybe we're better at tax planning. You know, there's a lot of maybes in there, Kristen. Mm -hmm. But nobody can tell anybody who's listening to us right now, it doesn't matter who you are, or who you, they're actually better. It takes a sit down and let's walk through. And then better is relative. So I just want to be out there saying, listen, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know how long you're going to live. I don't know what the stock market is going to do. But I do know we're fiduciaries, and I do know we're fee-only based. And if you do better, we do better. So we would be more than happy to sit down with you, put together a comprehensive financial plan, do an analysis of where you are right now, and show you what all of your options are. Because too often, I see firms or banks or whoever trying to steer investors to their way of doing business whether or not that's what's best for them. It's not our job to do that. It's our job to show you what all of the options are and help you make an informed decision. This is, this, is, this, is, this is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or advisory services. Be sure to consult with a tax professional before implementing any investment strategy. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.